Alright, Dave Dombrowski, what the fuck is going on? I mean, this is this is just this is just absolutely ridiculous. Like, you're eleven games back now. You just lost to the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, come on. They're the worst team in the league. What it's ridiculous. It's absolutely disgraceful at how bad this team can perform and how inconsistent they are with their pitching. I mean, 11-2 to the Baltimore Orioles is absolutely disgraceful. There's no excuse for that. And before that, I mean, you're almost blowing games to the Toronto Blue Jays because of your bullpen. I know I was at the game on Wednesday, and Alex Cora brings in Brandon Workman, who he should have, you know, he's your best reliever, but he leaves him in after he walks two guys in the ninth inning before waiting to get guys warmed up while Workman has over 30 pitches. I mean, what the fuck is this? Like, we're acting like this is some kind of joke. Like, you just won the fucking World Series. Well, is it not your goal to get back there or something? I, I just don't I don't understand the thinking. That goes through these heads. I mean, one, you think that, oh, let's trade for Andrew Kashner. Andrew Kashner, yeah, he's a great pitcher. No, he's not. Okay, come on. Let's be honest. Kashner used to be a decent pitcher, and now he's having an okay year. He's got a 3-plus ERA. He's just, he's not, his, he's not a stud, he's not an ace. And you really think that's going to solve your bullpen? Is bringing in another starter and moving in another starter to the bullpen? <sighs> Absolutely disgraceful. It is, it's, it's embarrassing. This whole, this whole season has been so, such a disappointment to Boston fans. And quite frankly... They are the laughing stock of the league right now. I mean, they're in third place in the AL East, and they have an, a literal World Series winning lineup. Literally, you didn't lose anyone. In fact, you gained people. You gained a better bat in Rafael Devers. You gained a better bat in Xander Bogarts. Mookie Betts and JD Martinez are having a little bit of down years, but they're still producing. Why aren't you winning? You're pitching, I mean, Chris Sale the other day had an outstanding start. And yes, they did win 5-0, but still, I should feel comfortable when Chris Sale leaves after six innings, which is a, a good length for a starting pitcher to go. I should feel comfortable after he leaves, striking out 12, with a, a comfortable lead. I should feel comfortable that we're going to win that game, and I don't. I, I, I really don't. And I have reason to. I mean, really, like, Erod leaves the other night? Well, he, what did he pitch? He pitched into the sixth? So they were up four, they were up four to two when he left. Do I feel comfortable? No, I don't feel comfortable. Why? Because Brandon Workman's the only one who can come in. And why didn't I feel comfortable when Chris Sale left? Because Workman threw almost, he threw over 30 pitches the day before. So of course he's not going to pitch. His arm's not rested. And then, you go through your other decent relievers who can squeeze you through that game, and you go into yesterday uh, where you lose to the Baltimore Orioles 11-2 to after David Price sucked. But your bullpen, they didn't do you much, they didn't do you many favors either. And so, quite frankly, this team is, is it's falling apart. And you need another reliever. And moving Nathan Avaldi and getting Andrew Kashner, yes, that's a great move. Avaldi has had arm troubles. You know, you need a closer. And I think that, that that might be the move that works out. But it's not enough. 
You can't just rely on two guys in your bullpen. You can't rely on Brandon Workman and Nathan Avaldi, who you don't even know is going to be good. Yeah, he did look good in his minor league start, blah, 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 blah. But, but let's be honest. Has switching starting pitching to bullpen in the past worked? No. Has it worked vice versa? No. I mean, we saw Daniel Barr. They fucked him up real nice. That dude, he was lights out in the eighth and ninth inning. Now look at him. A couple years ago, he was pitching down in double A for the Sea Dogs. Like, they ruined that guy's career. So who knows if Evaldi will work out. Hopefully he does because they could use a lock a lockdown arm at the end of the bullpen, but it's not enough. You you can't rely on on him to carry your team into the playoffs, and you can't rely on your lineup. I mean, your lineup sometimes, I'm going through the scores right now, your lineup sometimes is giving you Six runs, I mean, hell, they gave you 13 against the Yankees, and you still lose? Like, come on. 13 runs? You should blow a team out even with bad pitching. Scoring 13 runs, and not only did they barely lose, they lost by a solid four runs. They lost 17 to 13. I mean, it just, it never stops. You know, they lose to the Blue Jays again a few days earlier, 8-7. to seven. You score seven runs as an offense, you should win. It, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's getting to that point where you just got to wonder, what's the solution? Like, Dave Dombrowski, you're running out of time. Right now, as I'm recording this, it's July 20th. The trade deadline is June, July 31st. Why? Why? Why aren't you making moves? You need you need relievers, you know, and then you, you hear rumors that they're going out and looking at Marcus Stroman. You don't need another starting pitcher. You just traded for one that you, quite frankly, didn't need. So why would you go out and get Marcus Stroman, who, yeah, he's good, but, it, again, his stats aren't, aren't fantastic. It, he just, he's not, he's not an ace. And, first of all, you don't need another ace. I mean, Stroman... This is his last year on his contract. So far, has a 3.0 ER, 3.06 ERA, which is decent. He has six and ten because he, he doesn't have that great of a lineup behind him. But overall, in his career, he's just under four for his ERA. Why why do you want to trade for a guy for a half a season when you have pitchers like that? I mean, the dude just made his first All Star game. Like, you don't you do not need him. And then there's rumors they're trading they're trying to go out and trade for Jose Abreu. Why? Why do you, like your lineup is fine. Why do you need another power hitting guy? Yeah, Jose Abreu is a great player. Sure. But why would you give up what future you have because quite frankly, you don't have much. I mean, you have two prospects if that, I believe, in the top 100, and I think it's Cassis is is ranked like 95th or something. Tristan Cassis, yeah, he's 19 years old, you know, like, he, he has some promise, but he's certainly not looking like he can carry a team, but he's all you have, so I don't know why you would want to give that up for half a year of Jose Abreu, and even if you do re-sign him, he's going to be expensive, and he's 32 years old. I, I just, I, I don't see, I don't see why Dombrowski wants that, like, I mean, same with Kashner. Kashner's 32 years old, too. So why, why, are we, why are we going out and looking for these guys that we don't need? Why aren't we addressing 
the issue, the fucking bullpen, okay? Dave Dombrowski, wake up, get your ass out of bed, and go get a reliever, okay? You have the talent. It's there. You saw Chris Sale strike out 12 the other day. Yeah, David Price struggled in his last start, and it was against the Orioles, which is it is it is concerning a little bit. But overall, he's been your best and most consistent pitcher all year. It's good to see those guys perform at the level that they can, especially Price struggling on, struggling early on in his contract. But you don't need, you have the potential. They, they have the talent. You know that Chris Sale has the talent to go out there and blow guys away like he did in his last start. You know that Price has the ability to go out there and be the dominant pitcher that he is. You don't have the guys to finish the game, though. That's great. Your bullpen or your starting pitching can get you up until about the fifth inning because they're such a strikeout team. They lead the league in strikeouts. So your pitch counts are higher because you don't you don't pitch to contact. And I mean that is that is one thing that Cashner is good at almost to a scary amount. And I I heard some of his numbers about how many strikeouts he's had in his last hundred batters faced, and uh, it's it's pretty scary this year. Sixty eight strikeouts and. 100 innings. That's uh that's pretty scary. That's that's almost pitching too much to contact. Um and in some cases that's good cuz your pitch count stays low whereas you know Chris Sale he's blowing by guys 12 times but he gives up, you know, three home runs and he has to leave the game because he has 115 pitches in the 5th inning. So you need if if that's going to be your style you need guys who can finish out the rest of the game. And that doesn't mean you just need a closer. Because your closer, if 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 you know baseball at all, your closer comes in in the ninth, maybe with a Valdi the eighth, since he's a starter, he can go a little bit longer. But that's still fifth to the eighth inning. Okay, there's three innings there. What are you gonna do? Who 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 can you put in there? Yeah, you have Brandon Workman, but you you can't just rely on one guy. In the playoffs, especially, if you make it there, you can't just rely on Brandon Workman, who is having an outstanding year and is one of the reasons the Red Sox are still in the mix of things. I mean, he's been having crazy, crazy good year. 1.8 ERA, 8-1 and one with 5 saves. That speaks for itself. 44 innings pitched, you know, he's, he's been having himself a year. So that's good. Hold on to him. He's shown that he can be consistent. But you need more than that. You need to go get those stud relievers that are available at the trade deadline. And, you know, they're definitely out there. You can't, you can't just not, not go for them. I mean, Brad Hand right now for Cleveland has an ERA south of one. Go get him. He's, he's had four dominant years, you know? He's on pace for another one this year. I mean, clearly, af- just after the All-Star break, you know, he has an ERA of .98. .98 ERA. Come on. Go get that guy. And then that leaves Avaldi to either do the closer or he can be your long guy. He can be that guy who can take you from the fifth to the eighth or even all the way to the ninth if you really need him to. But you need someone else. You need someone else 
other than Workman, and you need someone else other than Avaldi, if Avaldi even works out. I mean, there's other guys. Greg Holland's another one. He's having himself a hell of a year. Like, the, the names just keep coming. I mean, Ken Giles, if we saw him, he's having a hell of a year, too. ERA just over one. And 15.1K per nine. That's a cra- Like, that's crazy. And, you know, he... He has a fastball that can touch a hundred, and and his slider's pretty pretty nasty too. So you mix those together. You put Ken Giles in your bullpen, the back of the bullpen. Him, Avaldi, and Workman. That's a good three right there. Then maybe, just maybe, if you add one other name and Avaldi works out, just maybe you can you can think that you, you might be able to have a shot to win it again because your lineup is is so insane. I mean, you look at their stats, and they lead the league in run scores. I mean, Mookie Betts has scored um, before last night. He scored in 14 straight games. That's, that's what you expect. That's what you expect, especially when your top three are Mookie Betts, Rafael Devers, and Xander Bogarts. Right there. That top three, they rake. And then right after that, you have J.D. Martinez, who's not having himself a bad year bad year either. And then towards the end of the lineup, you still got Vasquez, Michael Chavez. Like, this lineup does not stop. Brock Holt, he's hitting above 500 since the All-Star break. It doesn't stop. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. is probably your worst hitter. And he's hitting 225, which, if, if you're from Boston and you know Jackie Bradley... We're pretty happy with that. We're pretty happy with 225 here from Jackie Bradley. But you you can't you can't be third in the AL East with that lineup. That's ridiculous. I mean, you you've had this lineup for for quite a while minus JD Martinez since last year was his first year. And last year with JD Martinez, you won 108 games in the regular season. And you advanced to the playoffs. You went right on through with no problems and, and came out hoisting the World Series trophy in the end. So really, it's the bullpen. I mean, you let Craig Kimbrell go, and as much as I, I was kind of against keeping him because of his struggles in the playoffs and just his inconsistency in the past and how much money he wanted, I didn't really think he was worth it. But just because you don't sign Kimbrell, it doesn't mean you don't need to sign any other reliever. I mean, the Yankees have have three, or even four, I think. I mean, they have Chapman, Ottavino. Uh, who's the guy? Who's the guy from the White Sox? Uh, what's his name? Regardless, the Yankees have three closers on their bullpen. Part of me thinks that they just did that so that the Red Sox would have to either overpay for one, or they just tried to steal them just to fuck them over, which. Doesn't it wouldn't surprise me because that's a very Brian Cashman move. You know the Yankees have always had, always had a dominant, dominant bullpen, and and they continue to. I mean it, it it's crazy. You know Batances has been there for a while. Chapman's been there for a while. They've always had that bullpen, and this year their starting pitching is starting to get it together too. And this Yankees team, you're lucky that you're only 11 games back. And I hate to say it because I I hate the Yankees, but you're lucky you're only 11 games back because this team, they're going to take away. You know, they're getting all their guys back. They have Judge back. 
Sanchez is raking. Didi Gregorius is coming back. Severino is still out, and they're still 63-33. and 33. Without their ace. Imagine that. Imagine they get Giancarlo Stanton. They get Luis Severino back. They get all of these guys, Miguel Andujar, although DJ LeMahieu is having a hell of a year over there at third base. But imagine they get all of these guys back. I, I just don't see how the Yankees don't run away with the division. But the Tampa Bay Rays, when you look at their roster, I mean, Blake Snell... Yeah, it was a Cy Young Award winner last year, but this year, a 4-5 ERA. I mean, that's that's their ace right now. That, or that's who they say their ace is. A 4-5 ERA. And, I mean, they don't have any other studs. I mean, they have some decent players. Kevin Kiermaier's okay. Tommy Pham's okay. Matt Duffy's okay. They're all just okay. There's no reason that you shouldn't be able to beat that team. They are they are only two games behind them. But it, still, you you need to, to, to kick it in now. And you need to make these moves soon, within the next 10 or 11 days, because time's running out. And Dave Dombrowski has depleted, or he's given up all the prospects that he can, because now he has no one else to give up. So he's going to have to hurt his major league roster to improve it. Quite frankly, I don't I don't see who who else is fault this is. I mean, we saw Dombrowski drive the Tigers into the ground, and I don't like it when people say he's doing that to the Red Sox because he hasn't. You've just seen all of these guys come up. You've seen the Benintendis come up. You've seen the Mookie Betts come up. You've seen the Michael Chavez come up. You've seen the Rafael Devers come up. You've seen all these guys. The only guy he really traded away, or guys he really traded away, were Manny Margot, who was blocked by Benintendi anyways. And ultimately, they made the right decision. I was looking at Margot's stats yesterday, and they're not, I mean, they're okay, but they're not, like, outstanding. And then you give up Yoan Mankata. That's the big one because Chris Sale is having such a, Difficult year this year with an ERA north of four, and Mankata's hitting 308 with 17 home runs. But you got to remember, Chris Sale also won you. He won you a World Series. He helped you win a World Series. Whereas if you had Mankata and not Chris Sale, I don't, I don't particularly think that you would have been playing the Dodgers in October. So, uh, yeah, he he did trade away Mankata. But he didn't sign him, too. He didn't want Mankata. Well, we don't know that. And ultimately, the move ended up with you with you bringing back the World Series trophy to Boston. So, yeah, good job, Dombrowski. You won a World Series. What, what do you do now? What's the next move? I mean, are you just going to tank? Is that, is, that what you're, is that what you want? Because I don't think Boston fans want that. Especially with such a young group of kids. I mean, are you just going to let Mookie walk? We don't want that. We love Mookie. Okay, yeah, you did sign Bogarts. That's a great contract. But why in the world would you give Chris Sale $30 million? Yeah, he's a dominant pitcher. But the whole, the whole reason that everyone liked that trade was because 
of how cheap he was. So why wouldn't you just get as much of Chris Sale as you could? And we saw towards the end of last season, he started to struggle a lot. He started to struggle a lot. You know, his, his elbow hurt. You know, he was starting to have those arm issues that people just thought would eventually come because of, his, because of how, how awkward his throwing motion is and how unique it is. No one, it's just, it's so hard on your arm that that little sidearm sling that he's got. I would have never given him $30 million. I don't know why Dombrowski did. And that right there is probably the stupidest move he's made with the Red Sox. At, at least I would have to say. And the one that, maybe not the stupidest, but but the one that hurt the most. The one that, that still is impacting them today and could impact them for a while since Dustin Pedroia is borderline retiring. We don't really know what to call it at this point. But he's he's basically done. And Yohan Mankata is is looking to be one of the best second basemen in the league. You know, he's he's showing some extreme upside. And he's still he's still very young, you gotta remember that. He's still extremely young. This is only his third his second full season in the big leagues. And last year, you know, he led the league in strikeouts with two hundred and seventeen, which is a lot. But this year he seemed to turn around, you know, he only has 102, and we're halfway through, so a little bit better, but he's hitting 308 compared to last year's 235, with some, some decent power too. And that would, that would be nice to see, to see out of the second base spot, and I think originally they thought that Michael Chavez was going to be able to do that, but Chavez now has to play first base because of the guys he signed, because Steve Pierce can't hit lefties, and... Mitch Moreland is hurt, so now you're relying on, thank God for Michael Chavez, no one expected him to be this, this good, and he's been, he has been a season saver so far. So I don't, I don't really see what, what Dave can do without hurting this major league roster, which he, he, he put literally everything into, into this team, and I, I mean, if it's really only going to pay off for one year, uh, to me, that's a disappointment. And I don't know about to other Boston fans, but that's a huge disappointment to me. If he put in all of this work to build a team for one year, especially with all of these young guys, I mean, let's just, let's just take a minute and let, let, let's go through their lineup, okay? Let's go through the lineup. All right, so you got Mookie Betts. Okay. Betts, been here for a few years. He's 26. This is his last year. He's going to have to sign after next year. He is having, this year, he's, he's having a little bit of a down year. But when I say down year, I mean he's still hitting 284. That's still a, a decent year. That's still a good year. Okay? Yeah, his career batting average is 300. This year, 284, 14 home runs with 44 RBIs. 86 runs, though. You know, that's pretty impressive considering he's played in he's played in 96 games. That's impressive. Leading the league in them not only this year, but also last year, finishing with 129. He's on pace to blow right by that and absolutely annihilate. He's been an all-star for the past four years. So there's one guy. He won the MVP last year, was second uh, a couple of years ago. I just, I don't, I don't. Like, there's, that's just the leadoff guy. 
So there's Mookie Betts. You know, he's reliable. Then behind him, you got Rafael Devers, who we all know is having his his breakout year this year. You know, he's still very, very young. I think he's 20. Maybe he just turned 21. Let me double check that. Ah, he's Rafael Devers is 22. So still, he's still young, you know, still got a couple years left of arbitration, so you still have some some years to control him. By the way, I think it is absolutely a crime that he was not voted to the All-Star game, and, and you'll understand why after hearing these numbers. I mean, the kid is hitting 322 with 19 home runs and 73 RBIs. I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, those are your top two right there. So, boom. There's two good hitters, okay? After him, who do you have? You got Xander Bogarts, who is Mr. Consistent. He's probably one of my most one of my favorite players in Red Sox history, I would say. He's always been consistent, never really had a terrible year, but this year blowing up, having one of his better years, hitting 311. He was an all-star, but barely, again, another crime. So he's having a solid year, you know, hitting 311, 74 RBIs, and 21 home runs. I mean, some of those stats are, are better than years that you considered him that you considered him a decent shortstop. I mean, in 2017, he had an okay year, hit 273, 62 RBIs, and 10 home runs. And it's the all-star break. And he's already surpassed those numbers. It's the all-star break. And the in 2016, when he was the starting all-star shortstop, he had 89 RBIs, whereas right now he has 74. And he, he's already matched that home run total. And that was only, he's only two, two less than his career high of 23, which was last year. And we're, we're what? Not even 10 games from the all-star break? If those are your top three right there, and I mean, we're not done. We're not done. Those are your top three right there. There's no reason you shouldn't be absolutely raking, and they are, but it's, it's, not, it's not getting paid off because of the pitching. And so next, you have J.D. Martinez sitting 284 with 19 home runs. Just going to quickly go through the rest of these guys. I mean, it, it's crazy, okay? Andrew Benintendi, he's the next one. 44, 44 runs scored, you know, 91 hits, and he's having a down year. A down year when he's hitting 267. Some guys would kill to have a left fielder who hits 267 with seven home runs. Some guys would kill. He's driving in 42 runs for the All-Star break. That's, that's a decent year. I just, it, it never, it doesn't end this lineup. I mean, your only major hole right now and he's not even really that big of a hole since his glove is such a value in center field, is Jackie Bradley Jr. And even he's not having a terrible. He's hitting 230 with nine home runs and 31 RBIs with an on-base percentage of 328. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, Mike Trout, but we never expected that. It's, it's Jackie Bradley Jr. You have your Mike Trout and Mookie Betts right next to him playing in right field. So if, if Jackie Bradley Jr. is your worst hitter and he's hitting 230 
And then your next worst hitter is, well, in your regular starting lineup, is Andrew Benintendi. He's hitting two, 267. You should be winning games. And you should be winning games when you have Chris Sale and David Price on the same pitching staff. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. And they keep coming up, and they keep blaming it. Dave Dombrowski said, well, you know, the pitching needs to pick it up. Yeah, the pitching needs to pick it up. But guess what, buddy? You're the one who brought in those guys. You're the one who decided to give a 30-year-old sidearm lefty who's had arm troubles in the past $30 million, okay? You got to take responsibility for it, too. Yes, you did a good job. You built the team last year, and you brought the trophy home to Boston. Thank you. That's great. Time to move on, dude. Okay? It was almost... It was like 10 months ago. It's probably like 8 months ago. We need to move on. We want another trophy. We're Boston fans. We're, we're used to winning. If we don't win, we're in last. That's our mentality. We want to be on top in all sports. In all sports, I mean, you've had a hell of a year so far. In Boston sports, I mean, last year, since you've won the World Series, the Patriots have won the Super Bowl. The Bruins have advanced to the Stanley Cup Finals and lost in Game 7. And the Celtics have made a playoff run. So, you're you're in a city where fans, if if you don't give them what they want, they're going to be mad. And right now... Uh, if you're listening to me, I don't know if you can tell, but yeah, I'm fucking pissed. Everyone is in Boston. They want this team to turn around. They know how much talent they have. They go to Fenway Park, they look at the stats, and they think, Jesus Christ, why aren't we winning baseball games? I mean, our lineup is filled with what should have been all-stars. Why Why aren't we winning baseball games? And why are we, it, when we are winning baseball games, why are we, Barely winning baseball games. Why do the relievers always have to make it interesting? Why can't we just go through last year? Last year was nice and clean and like there's no drama. Why can't why can't you just do that again? It's the bullpen. That's the answer. It's the bullpen. Your starting pitchers are doing what they did last year. They're the same. They're the same guys. Yeah, they're struggling a little bit more, but still, you have. Last time I checked, you had eighteen plus blown saves. Eighteen as a team. Eighteen plus blown saves, and that was a couple weeks ago. So who knows now? You don't blow half of those saves. You're in second place. Two games back in the division. You have 60 plus wins. You're better than any team in the AL Central. Hell, you're the second best team in the American League. It's the bullpen. It's what it's what I talked about. You have the Chris Sales who who strike out 12 guys. That's great. That's his style, but you need to match it with a bullpen who can help support that. And right now they can't. And 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 they're just they're just blowing games left and right and Matt Barnes is just not good. I don't know any other way to put it. 
Like, he's just, he, he, he's not, he can't be your second best reliever. And he's not your closer. I know that's what they tried to say coming into the year. Oh, Matt Barnes is going to be our closer. Matt Barnes would be the worst closer in the in Major League Baseball. There's no question about it. That's really the answer as to why we aren't winning. Is is Dave Dombrowski spent all of this time building what is probably one of the greatest lineups of all time? If you told me Chris Sale and David Price would be on the same pitching staff four or five years ago, I would say that team would win World Series for three, four years straight just because of how dominant those guys are. They would, they would literally, they would be the Golden State Warriors. That's what I would have thought, is that they would be the Golden State Warriors of Major League Baseball. Just dominant after dominant performance. And look at them now. They're just a team that's you know, barely above 500, 11 games back in the division, letting the Yankees run away with it. You know, you're not even in the playoff picture right now. And it's July. It's time to turn things around, boys. There's really no excuse. You know the issue. It's the bullpen. We've established that. And, and really, if I'm, if I'm the Red Sox owners, put Dombrowski on the hot seat. Tell him, you better go get a bullpen, make a bullpen, something that can get us, make us have a playoff run so that we're not the jokes of the league and going from winning the World Series to not even making the playoffs. He des- if he doesn't build a bullpen with, with this much talent on a team, he deserves to be fired. Thank you for listening to my, uh, my little rant. This is the first ever episode of Every Man for Himself, and I'm Elliot Miller, and we'll see you next time.